Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast and happy hump day. It doesn't feel like your average hump day. Well, that's because maybe not for you, but like some of us have to fast tomorrow. So I don't know, maybe this week is just feeling off for some of us. This week is feeling so full of promise for me because, you know, I'm in my 10 days. I'm reflecting. I'm repenting. Tomorrow, I'm looking forward to really diving into the yom, you know? Mm -hmm. No phone. I might even do no TV. I might just do book Mm -hmm. just to make it a little harder on myself because I'm not fasting. So for those who don't know, tomorrow is Yom Kippur, which is the day of atonement for us Jews. We must fast all day. Whilst we atone for our sins, though pregnant ladies need not fast. Mm. And suddenly, I'm feeling a kick. (laughs) Is that a child? Yeah, no, I have to fast. And usually, like, we're commiserating together about, you know, the nasty breath of everyone in shul. And I'll just be doing that by myself this year. Because you've abandoned me, just like everyone else. I'll be waking up, having breakfast, having lunch. And then I'm actually going to be hosting the breakfast, which I'm really excited about. And it works out for everyone else because no one else has to go through the torture of preparing a meal while they're fasting. It's only fair that you host the breakfast. I just want to say, for the last two years, I have hosted the breakfast. And part of it is torture, But it's something to do, you know, like instead of just looking out the window thinking about, you know, how you're a terrible person and how hungry you are, it's something you're slicing tomatoes. Like it's something. And honestly, I would say 98% of the shit that is served at a bagel breakfast breakfast, I like gag at. Like I was like unboxing like herring and tuna and like honestly was making me not hungry. Like (laughs) it's disgusting. The cutting of the bagels and toasting them like that will kill you. Yeah. But I don't know, the egg salad slashing around in the container. You know what? You're good on I that. think I could fast another day. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any requests that you have for the breakfast? I'm, I'm so fucking glad you asked. I'm taking requests. Okay, can we please? I know everyone loves like a diverse bag of bagels. And don't get me wrong, I do too. But let's be real. Like the plain ones go the fastest because everyone loves a plain. Plain? Yeah. Nobody likes a plain. Nobody. I wouldn't have even gotten a plain if you hadn't mentioned it. What? You're the only one who would go for a plain bagel. Well, get a bunch because I'll take some home. Fine. Like a lot. I want like an overflowing of bagels. Okay. And I know everyone likes, let's get a cinnamon raisin. Like stick with like poppy, sesame, like a nice of the, the base, the 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 regulars okay snitch and i both are gonna have cinnamon raisin as dessert bagels of course but like flavorless bagels just as for the flavorless bagels like okay everything is good of course when i break i just want like a plain or even a poppy seed that tastes like nothing or a sesame really tastes like nothing like something a good base that's what i'll say okay that's fine now if i walk into your home and i see philadelphia cream cheese 
I just want to let you know, I'm leaving. Well, you're going to see it because it's the premier cream cheese. But you will also see temp tea. Okay. Because. Sorry. Let's just rewind. Did you say it's the premier cream cheese? Philadelphia cream cheese is the only cream cheese worth cheesing with cream. Wow, I'm shocked. I know that you like their, they have a really good scallion cream cheese. I like all of theirs. Temp tea is so disgusting. Oh my God. I think cream cheese that is not whipped literally deserves death jail to them You're all so crazy but you know what different strokes for different folks i'm gonna have every cream cheese and i'm gonna also have fresh cream cheese okay also i, I know i don't know if you're gonna be doing this but like i really prefer to eat off a paper plate okay that's just me and honestly beverages are also really important i just placed a large beverage order but and do you have i think like sparkling water is probably of the utmost importance okay. that day because i'll be like super dehydrated i have the, the one that i always have but you know i'd like to indulge in like a little diet pepsi Oh, okay. I didn't place that order. Okay. Okay. Um, and then let's move on to dessert. Because, I don't know, I'm just throwing it out there. A Carvel cake. I'm just throwing it out there. It could be a small, mm. personal size one. I think we can make that work. Because, like, this is a special meal, and I'm not really into, like, the traditionally Jewish desserts. Like, how many times can we have rogalach, you know? Yeah, yeah. Except Olivia got those babka bites that I wouldn't mind eating again. They were so good. But for me, at Yom Kippur, the dessert is a cinnamon raisin bagel. With Biscoff cookie butter on top and a little jelly. No. Doesn't that just sound like something? I'm so excited. Like, I think I'm going to have a bagel today for lunch. And today's, like, my last day on Earth. So, right. What are you having for dinner? I don't know. And, like, Ben's going to shul, so, like, I have to eat by myself. Could I entice you to some homemade pappardelle? Handmade pappardelle? Handmade pappardelle. <laughs> <laughs> pappardelle. I hate you. Handmade pappardelle that I made at home. No, I need something from a restaurant. Like It tasted restaurant quality. I'm sure it did, but I need... I'm thinking either like a Serafina moment or... Oh my God, I'm so nervous. I can't believe like the day is upon us. We talk about it all year long and it's like literally tomorrow. And I am looking forward... All year for Yom Kippur. Do you see the new... I One. didn't. Oh, I saw it the new on Sunday Instagram. Night football. The new Sunday Night Football. They used the new Mandalorian technology. Mm. It was looking really good. It wasn't Browns versus Jets, but it was good. So they don't copy and paste like the songs, like the teams anymore. No, they do. But when we were going through it, like it wasn't, that was it wasn't the this particular game. It, that wasn't the particular game. But no, and I found out. Thank you for everyone for letting me know. She records every combination. I thought oh. she recorded every team name in each trope and they put them together Me too. but she records every game that's gonna happen she sits there and she records i would it. love to sit in on that session not all heroes wear capes you guys but actually carrie underwood does yeah um so yeah like i'm looking forward to feeling lighter like on friday i feel like i'm gonna have like a renewed sense of energy and i've just been feeling kind of heavy this last week because it's that's what you're supposed to do just reflect and when i reflect and i look inside and i see me for what i truly am which, which is, is ugly, ugly it doesn't make me feel good so i'm looking forward to rolling my eyes the forward way looking forward after yom kippur and focusing on other people's problems not mine great okay well it sounds like you have a plan mm -hmm. and obviously that means there will be no show tomorrow but just know we will be repenting and think and, and wishing we were at the show wishing yeah except i'm looking forward to sleeping in a little yeah me too i've been sleeping good this week like some good pregnancy sleep oh I, that's thank you for reminding me i wanted to tell you if you come near me like i smell today 
I had the craziest night of like tossing, turning, waking up for some reason drenched in sweat and I woke up because I was so exhausted I woke up so late I should have taken like a body shower because like I was just like I was literally doing the marathon in my sleep like an elliptical I reek okay just a word to the wise thanks for the heads up yeah what do you think was keeping you up um I don't know because I can't remember my dreams but I fell asleep really fast I was having deep like psychological dreams it was a psychological thriller literally Hmm. and that's where I'm at Okay, well, I think we should get into everything because we've got a lot to do today and we've got a lot to talk about. So without further ado, who's here? Don't worry about him. It is time for the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode of The Morning Toast is brought to you by Liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. They contain five essential vitamins. It has more vitamin C than an orange and as much potassium as a banana. They're healthier than sugary sports drink and they have no artificial flavors, preservatives, and they're made with less sugar than an apple. So Liquid IV is so effective because of their cellular transport technology. If you have a hard time drinking water, which I do, it's so hard. Liquid IV comes in a ton of flavors. You add it to your bottle of water. And first of all, it tastes so much better. And second of all, it hydrates you like three times more. So it's really, really um, a fabulous product. And you didn't hear it from me, but I've, They're known to help with a hangover end every now and then. So uh, check it out. They're also on a mission to change the world. The company is donating 4 million servings in response to COVID-19, and products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code TOAST at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. By the way, before we dive into the stories, can you tell everyone about your experience watching Lula Rowe? Yes, I was going to wait till the end of the show for a content segment. Oh, okay. But, so, well, let's do that. But I... No, let's do that. I like that idea. Okay, cool, cool. Our first story, big news, Time 100 Most Influential People list is out, and Megan and Harry are on the cover. There's a lot of other influential people inside, but um, Chef Jose Andres wrote a short essay about the pair. You know how everybody like writes about someone else, mm-hmm. just like J-Lo wrote about Charlie, as mm-hmm. we saw on, on Hulu. So now after watching the D'Amelio show, I feel like I have a whole new perspective on this list. And I just find it interesting. This is not me being a hater, but probably is me being a hater. I do find it interesting how 16-year-old Charlie D'Amelio had the wherewithal, you know, like not to make it about herself. You know, there's like real activists and doctors and scientists doing amazing work and she didn't want to you know she was honored to be on the list but she didn't want to like make it about herself and then Harry and Meghan just waltz right on the cover I just want to say I think it's a different list because they were saying it was like an inspiring list like no it was influence it was influence yeah but it was a different time of year and then like that was filmed at the beginning of this year I don't know I don't know if it's the exact same list okay that's all I'll say I just like that that is an interesting point I mean yeah, I don't want to be a hater. Meghan and Harry are, you know, Meghan and Harry. I And there are a lot of things, and they're, you know, so high profile, and, like, everything they do is news. I don't know that I would say that they're so influential. That's what I was going to say as well. They're A-list, and they're incredibly recognizable. But, like, they have a podcast. Have any of you listened to it? They have a children's book. Have any of you purchased it? I know. They, and like, he has a show on Apple Plus. Has any of you watched it? I'm not saying nobody's watching it, but I'm I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know people who are, like, thoroughly influenced by them. Or, like, they're the number one most influential, like, right. on the cover. No, I completely agree, and honestly... If they were buried somewhere down there, I wouldn't really think about it. I'd be like, yeah, they're big... 
yeah. stars, sure. Because there's a lot of people on the list. I'm not going to go through how influential every single one of them is. Did the show even come out yet? I've heard not a, a lick about it. I think that it did come out. No, you're right. Like, their podcast launched and then... Everyone was like, oh, my God. And then nobody cared. Like, it's just like a lot of hoopla for everything they do. Yeah. And nobody really, like, follows through, except for with the Oprah interview, because, like, that was... Right, but then it's like, okay, that's so not the most interesting thing about them is that they're royal defects. Right. And if they're not talking about the royal family, like, are people listening? Right. No, so I agree. So then they go back to talking about the royal family, and it's like, all you do is talk about the royal family. Right. So, like, is this the list of, like, famous people? Who else is on the list? Okay, it's a really long list. There's obviously the different categories, so we'll go through... Um, relevant categories and people so we have what is this one oh icons is one naomi osaka very influential yes alexi navalny oh megan mccain's always tweeting about him yeah yeah but it seems influential britney spears very influential um dolly parton Oh, Moderna, yeah. Yeah, and then there's a lot of other people, but I'm just going through, like, celebrities. Mm -hmm. Then in the pioneers category, we have Billie Eilish. Incredibly influential. Suni Lee. I'm happy she's there. Me too. When I think of, I I guess, yeah, no, she actually, she's very inspiring. Her story, I take, yep, she's influential. In the Titans category, we have Simone Biles. I mean. Extremely influential. She honestly should have been on the cover, if we're being honest. Tim Cook. Sure, yeah. Shonda Rhimes. Of course. Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then there seems like there's a lot of people who feel like they would be on it every year. Like Elon Musk is on this list. Well, yeah, because... He's influencing every year, no? Constantly raising the bar for all of us. Artists, so that's really like the celebrity category. Kate Winslet. That's incredibly bizarre. (laughs) But I guess her show, Mayor of Easttown, influenced this year. That's true. Okay, okay. Still pretty random. Yeah, Bad Bunny, 100%. Sure. Chloe Zhao. I don't know who that is. Jason Sudeikis. He's having a moment. Well, Ted Lasso, and then I think maybe they just put him on this list because they feel bad for him. Because of Olivia Wilde. Wouldn't you? Isn't he dating someone, though? Yeah, like a model, you know, child, you know. (laughs) Okay. Scarlett Johansson. Um, I think, like, with Black Widow and... I guess, yeah, that's definitely a stretch, I think. I know, but, like, there are so many celebrities walking this earth, and, like, these just don't feel like the biggest ones to me, but In sure. terms of influence, yeah. like, is this a list no, of the most okay, famous people? Here's like, more, that, like, Lil Nas, yes. A hundred percent. Bowen Yang, your fave. Oh. And he's influencing SNL. And, by the way, he's doing such important work, like, bringing SNL into the 21st century. Yeah. Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes, Blackish is huge. Daniel Kaluuya. Yes. Kane Brown. Yes. Yes. So that's, um, there's other people in the category, but those are like the most famous people. Um, Then there's a bunch of leaders who are politicians. Mm -hmm. Then um, innovators. So that's like Elon Musk. Got it. And other innovators who I don't recognize. Um, And that seems to be the list. Yeah. So honestly, like I would love some, and I feel like we say this when we report on this list a lot. Like what is the point of this list? Like because honestly, like, if it's a roundup of famous people, then yes, Harry and Meghan were probably the most famous thing, the biggest deal to happen this in the last, you know. In 2021, like, who else would you put on the cover? Right. But if we're talking about influence, like, you're right. Like, all the, all these deals they kept, keep getting, like, it's huge news. Like, she's going to voice over for Disney+. Plus. And then it's like, nobody cares. Yeah. So all these projects are huge headlines. And then in actuality, does anybody actually care about the content they're making? I don't think anyone listens to their podcast. 
Yeah. I don't even know if they're still doing the podcast right now. Right. So in terms of influence, in the way that we understand influence in this day and age, Harry and Meghan are not influential, but they're really famous. Yes. I agree. Now I'm looking to see who's been on other covers. Yeah. Oh, then there in 2019, it was, um, there was three covers. Dwayne Johnson, Taylor Swift, Sandra Oh. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt strongly oh, about actually, that. Oh, actually, it looks like there was, like, a bunch of covers, but that's just one. Okay, tw- like, 2018. Like, honestly, Charlie should have been on the cover. No, because that's what I'm saying. Like, if we're talking about modern influence, or, like, I don't know, someone who had, a, a you know, an amazing scientific breakthrough for, you know, the cure for cancer. I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm just, I, I'm just struggling to understand what... And who Harry and Meghan influenced this year, or just like in general? Yeah, I agree. maybe like the American public about the, you know what the royal family did to them. I don't know. Like I'm not understanding the influence. Right. I'm not under the influence. I'm not under the influence either. But no. it's so hard to get me under there. But once I am, ooh, ooh, I'm sold. Lululemon. I'm buying leggings. <laughs> you guys, Jackie. We're gonna discuss it in the TV recap. Jackie has the most interesting take on the Lululemon. <laughs> Lula Row. You keep calling it Lula Row, so now I'm saying If that. I was you, I'd, I'd want to wear Lula Row. I'd want to wear Lula Row. I'd want to wear Lula Row. Row. By the way, it sounds better if it's Lula Row. I know. But that was a song from the documentary. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's Time 100. Check it out or don't. It is what it is. Or don't. Like, nobody cares. And it's also weird that, like, there's a, a like, the list is... Called the influentialist, and like being an influencer is actually a job. Right, and there are the way, people on this earth who are influencers, who are influential, who are not on this list. Like, where is even just a one podcaster, one influencer? Like, Where's even Joe like Rogan, Kiara Frogney, Joe Rogan. Yeah, that's actually really weird. Yeah, because if we're talking about influence, like people, like I remember when I was watching some episode, like. I forget who it was. Whatever. Like, maybe it was Bernie Sanders. Like, people, because of Joe Rogan, like, his numbers went up, like, tenfold. Like, that's actual influence. Yes. Yes. That's actual influence. I guess the podcasters on this list are Megan and Harry. Oh, thank you so much for <laughs> correcting me. I stand corrected. Yeah. No, that is really weird. Or even influencers, like... Just one, even. Yeah. Like, honestly, something Navy's really influential. Like, her business is blowing up. Rach Parcell? <gasps> Honestly, like just per- on my personal Time 100, Rachel Parcells on the should, cover. Oh my God, we should do like a Patreon episode of our personal Time 100. People who are actually influential. Influences me to buy things. And like. To think about something. That also just launches like a really interesting conversation about influencers because, and this is like my favorite thing to talk about because like you could be an influencer with like millions of followers and have no influence. Yeah. Like you could start your own line of clothing and you could have no customers or you could be like a, an Instagram influencer with like 400,000 followers. I feel like Shannon Ford is like the most influential like person on Instagram and she doesn't have multi-millions. Yeah. So it's not even about followers. It's really about influence and not everyone has that. It's so true. Okay. And like I could, I could, but I won't like rattle off people who have no influence, but just now I have like a list in my head. Well, we should do a Patreon episode about our time, our Toast 100 most influential. Totally. 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 <laughs> Okay, next up, switching gears, comedians are reacting to the tragic death of SNL star Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald's unexpected death from cancer at the age of 61 has brought an outpouring of remembrances from fellow comics and actors on social media, from Jim Carrey, Patton Oswalt, Seth Rogen, Jim Gaffigan. Everybody's talking about Norm. He um, was struggling privately with a nine-year battle with cancer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, and he passed away. Well, now that... He's in the news. Like my, I was getting like 
things on TikTok um, of him, and it made me want to watch his episode of Comedians in Cars. Oh, for sure. Because there was like this really quick clip with him and Jerry talking about Bill Cosby, and it's very, you know, not appropriate, but it was so funny. Oh, that's so funny. I was seeing like a bunch of like quotes of his going around or like video clips from like his time on SNL and other stuff and it definitely like that sounds like a great episode to watch to get to know the man a bit better and then it got me thinking like when is the next season of comedians in cars it's been a while and yeah i mean comedy is more personal than food so these things take time shut up i mean if you You don't make the rules you need to i don't make the rules no jerry is told he has to say it once per episode or he won't be able to do the show or he won't get paid or he won't get paid yeah what's your favorite episode of comedians in cars Ooh, I don't. I haven't watched as many as you have. Okay. Well, I'm very selective. Like, if I don't know the person, I won't watch the episode. Yeah, I have to think of just the episodes that I have watched. But I do feel like there's like a an obvious answer that I just can't. I think. Can I say it for you? I think I know what yours. It's Tracy Morgan. Oh, that is a great it's episode. It's really good. So is the Jim Gaffigan one. Yeah, but you're such a Jim Gaffigan girly. I am. You know, I met him once on a plane. Kevin so. Hart is also really good. Oh yeah. And he's a fave of mine. Yeah, and Dave Chappelle did one too, but it was kind of serious. Yeah, Dave but Chappelle also is the serious. Steve Harvey one was so oh, good. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You forget that, like, especially, like, Steve Harvey, who's done so much. He started in comedy, but now I just assume, I think of him as, like, you know, the guy who announced the wrong Miss Universe. Like, right. he's so many other things. Family Feud, the Steve Harvey show. But he started in stand-up, and he is so funny. And the Kate McKinnon one is really funny, too. Yes, it is. They're honestly, most of them are funny. Honestly, I could go back and watch them. Like, I feel like it's been so long. But he, he like, did all the comedians. Yeah. The Larry David one is interesting because they're both trying to, like, out-Larry each other. Totally. It's a Larry-off. It, they have, like, the same, like, dry... No, because, like, he's Seinfeld because of... La- like, uh-huh. La- Seinfeld is Larry and yep. Larry is Larry. Totally. So, like, they're both, like, competing, like, talking about, like, how comedy is more personal than food. Have you been seeing, like, Harry... Uh, not Harry. Larry has been, like, out and about... He went to the U.S. I Open. I saw him at Fashion Week. And he went to the U.S. Open and was, like, plugging his ears because it was so loud. It was, like, so Larry. And it just got me thinking, like, where's the season? Yeah. They keep saying that, you know, Curb, it's the final season and then there's another season. Well, because moronic shit keeps happening in the world. Like, how could Larry not do a season on COVID? Like, yeah. it's his dream to stay in the house. Yeah. Loved it. Well, it hasn't come out yet, but I will love it. I know I will. For sure. Okay, ready for our next story, which is a little like Met Gala follow-up. Some things have like emerged, not a lot, but one, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin have were taunted with a Selena chant at the Met Gala. Okay. Did I you saw see this, this? Yes. And I feel like I've went on a rant before about like people who like literally are mourning the loss of a relationship that wasn't theirs from five years ago. Yeah. And how I just want to say I think they're enormous losers. I think so basically they got out of the car, they walked onto the carpet, and people were across the street, like lining up for days. And they were just chanting, Selena, Selena, when Justin and Haley are trying to take photos. Right. And I just want to let you know, like, if you were there and you participated in the chant, just know, like, I hate you. Not even because, like, I'm a Haley stan versus Selena. Like, you're a grown person. If you're old enough to get, like, get yourself to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, (laughs) you know, like, you're probably not there with your parents. Like, you probably came with your friends. So, like, you're uh, mature enough to travel in the city by yourself. And you're chanting about Selena Gomez to another couple who's very married, happily in love. Married. You are a loser. And you should reflect, look inside yourself and be like, why? It's, it's you know, it's right before Yom Kippur. You should ask God, God, why am I such a loser? 
maybe he can help you because we can't. And it's also never too late to change, you know? And it's a new year. It's a new leaf. You can repent for chanting Selena at the Met Gala and you can move forward in your life. You have to stop. Like, for real. But you just can't keep doing it. No, and then it's like people will, like, take clips of them on the red carpet looking uncomfortable and be like, oh, my God, he's thinking of Selena. No, you're making them so uncomfortable. Stop. So their red carpet body language, we were talking about it yesterday, but not on the show. And now I guess it makes a little bit more sense. But first of all, I do think that, like, you know, posing for pictures at, at, can be awkward. Mm-hmm. There were a few moments that, like, people were talking about. First, he put his hand on her stomach, and then she swatted it away because she knew everyone was going to say that they're pregnant. And I don't think that they are whatsoever, but they're both, like, laughing once she realized, like, what it looks like. Yep. Then they also, like, switch sides. Because she wanted to be on her good side. Right. Like, they're so relatable. But what's also so funny is, like, you watch a 10-second clip of them taking pictures, and it's, like, pretty awkward. And then you see the pictures, and it's, like, Movie star. Movie star. No, so they know what they're doing. Movie moment. But it's just like, so that's how just. I just don't know how Haley does it. Like these accounts, like you look at her Instagram comments, it's like, Selena, like shut up. And honestly, if you're there to represent Selena, you're making Selena look like an enormous loser. Like, is she still thinking about Justin? Is that what you're saying? Justin's happily married and she's not and she's thinking about like you're making your girl who you're there to defend, you're making her look like a loser in this situation. So you should stop. It's true. Send this to a Jelena fan, this episode, because you guys are fucking losers. I'm sorry. Stop. We are grown people. Like, stop. And honestly, when I saw those videos of everyone chanting and, like, them getting out of the car, like, I was so sad for them. Yeah. And if you think, like, Selena's the victim in all of this, you acting this way, you're making Justin and Haley the victim. So you're having the adverse effect and you're stupid. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you for this PSA. Really pissed me off. The other thing I want to talk about the Met Gala because Kim posted on her Instagram about her dressing. Mm-hmm. You know, every all day people were like speculating about the meaning and talking about you know how they how it made them feel. And she posted on Instagram like, "What's more American than a T-shirt?" So yeah. that, that like perhaps that was the reference. Right, people for the have, look. People have been giving like scientific, historic footnotes, <laughs> a bibliography. Yeah. On what they thought this meant and, and, and like literally giving dissertations. And she's like, it's a t-shirt. Like, is that it? Is it an F shirt? <laughs> like, that's it? We all have been spinning our wheels and like it's just, just a t-shirt. It was just because of t-shirt material, which is a classic American And she was wearing like a big thing. t-shirt. Because of t-shirt. Yeah. Not z-shirt. Not a t-shirt. shirt <laughs> No, I was like, honestly, like crushed <laughs> like is that is that okay to say yeah but it also made me feel like because at some points I'm feeling like I have no artistic vision like mm-hmm. and I love Kim and I'm ready I'm embracing the meaning and the impact to wash over me I was watching Daily Pop yesterday because I wanted to see what they said about Met Gala looks and you know when you see a picture of a look so many times especially like some of the fabulous pictures that emerge from the red carpet my opinion does start to change and I want to take back one thing I said yesterday about a look I don't hate J-Lo's hat anymore. Oh, okay. Seeing it from enough angles, I can appreciate the hat. And I hope she had a great evening as Mrs. Hat. Okay. So then they were talking about Kim's look. And they're showing it from all these different angles. And they were like, this look is stunning. And I was just like, what am I missing? Right. You know? How, is she, how does she look stunning? They said she looks stunning. But you can't even see her face. You can't see her face. So... 
maybe I just have, you know, limitations when it comes to understanding art, which is very possible. I'm not an art girly. I'm not. No. And by the way, I can admit what I know and what I don't know. And like, I don't understand art. Like, at all and to be honest I'm not even interested in understanding it yeah maybe so, like one day maybe that's just like something that comes with age maybe that's like the next stop for me on like my interests in life to become like an art person honestly right now I have no okay I just had another thought about the outfit okay another theory but maybe just hear me out it's so outrageous but it's also like so recognizable nobody's ever worn anything like that ever again maybe Kim's hoping like in 50 years when the theme for Met Gala, again, is like, you know, Americana, someone will go as her, thus cementing herself as a permanent, important figure in American fashion. And you think that she wasn't that before? Well, Even though another interpretation of yours says that she dressed as her own body because she's such an important figure. Okay, excuse figure. me, defensive. I didn't say interpretation of mine. I said I saw it on TikTok. No, but I liked it. So did I. But I was just thinking, like, this is another possibility because, like, Maybe she wants to be like an Audrey Hepburn because like Audrey Hepburn had all these iconic looks and this one is like so recognizable. Yeah. I hope that's not it. But, <laughs> you know, they're all possible. Uh, I still don't know. Maybe it's, uh, or maybe it's just a t-shirt. Which was just really disappointing to me. But yeah. also made me feel like better that, okay, at least there wasn't like this larger meaning that I didn't understand. That we missed out. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Are you ready for our next story? Only if it's the next story that's brought to you by Jenny Kane. Yes, it is. You guys, fall is around the corner. And if you have no clothing, listen up. Because you guys, nobody does fall like Jenny Kane. No, it's the sweater you can't wait to wear. The mules, you'll be pairing with everything. So the mules are their signature piece. They come in leather, suede, shearling, and more. And it's the classic shoe that started it all. They're effortless, super comfortable, and they come um, in endless versatility. And they really just make you look very put together if you're just wearing a simple outfit. Also, I would say like some of my favorite sweaters that I have are from Jenny Kane. They have the Fisherman, which is the ca classic cashmere knit, and the Cocoon, which is a cardigan, um, and it also comes in a crew neck. It's their best-selling sweater style. We can't get enough of it. It has a relaxed fit and an ultra-cozy silhouette. Jenny Kane believes that getting dressed should be the easiest part of your routine with polished basics that will never go out of style. They make... A everyday moments a breeze that's what you need for fall like a couple really good staples that you can dress up dress down and jenny kane has them whether they're sweaters or shoes cardigans it's really important just to have like five or six things that you can wear multiple times but they look super different and they're all really good quality they're elevated basics that focus on comfort without sacrificing style Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com and get 15% off your first order when you use code TOAST at checkout. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code TOAST. Thank you, Claudia. Our next story is really interesting. Some reboot news. The Proud Family Revival sets Lizzo, Tiffany Haddish, Lil Nas X, and more as guest stars. Disney Plus has set a stacked cast, literally so stacked, mm -hmm. of guest stars and new recurring talent for the Proud Family revival. It's called Louder and Prouder. In oh, that's a good name. Great name. In commemoration of the original animated series' 20th anniversary. The guest starring voice cast for the series set to launch on Disney Plus in 2022 will feature A-listers from the worlds of music, film, TV, and sports, including Lizzo, Lil Nas X, Chance the Rapper, Normani, Leslie Odom Jr., Tiffany Haddish, Lena Waithe, Anthony Anderson, Gabrielle Union, Debbie Allen. There's literally so many names here. I'm just going to highlight a few more. Jane Lynch, Marseille Martin. Jane Lynch. Gabby Douglas. Oh, Brenda Song, Lori Hernandez. So it's a... Uh, Jaden Smith. There's so many. It's not a... Um, 
reboot. It's a reunion of sorts. Like it's a series. Oh, like so. I think it's some sort of reboot revival. Do you think they're gonna reboot the episode where she goes on Oprah? Where she puts her foot in it. Yeah. I mean, there are so many guest stars here, and Oprah was not mentioned, which that's disgusting. definitely worries me. Proud family will push your buttons. I don't know how it goes after that. Um, no, I really do hope that Sugar Mama puts her foot in it once again. And maybe they just didn't want to put it on the flyer, but Oprah's definitely making a surprise appearance, right? I just wonder if, like, for me, like, that that reference, just, like, every time I'm cooking, I'm like, I'm going to put my foot in it. Like, I just am always thinking about it. Like, I, I, and I know... No, Sugar Mama lives rent-free in your mind. She really does. For anyone else, does, do you think about that? What that like instance all the time? Never. No, you don't, because when I mentioned it to you, you didn't know what I, I was talking about. I didn't know what it was. But like, I just wonder if other people are just always like thinking about Sugar Mama putting her foot in it. It's very possible. And to be honest, I'm very skeptical of reboots, mm-hmm. um, and just like any sort of revivals. But I really feel like if something is being taken care of by Disney, Disney cares so much about keeping the integrity of their stories, mm-hmm. and that's why the Corella was so good. It wasn't just like a strewn together prequel or sequel they care so much about the integrity of the light and the legacy of the stories they've created over the years that they're not gonna they're not gonna fuck this up like and i have the utmost faith if something's on disney plus like i feel really good about it i do agree with you so i think that this won't be terrible i think it'll be really fun for you know the 90s kids and all of us and we'll see what they do with it yeah but so far it has the makings of a good reboot i mean you know i'm I am anti-reboot, generally speaking. Right. But this sounds like an anniversary special. Like, it's... And has Disney Plus done any... Reboots? Reboots or reunions? Like, when I think of reboots, I think of, like, Fuller House, which is Netflix. I think of Friends, which was HBO Max. I don't really feel like there's been, like, a big reboot reunion special on Disney Plus. No, not that I've seen. And I think if anyone can do it... I have so much faith in Bob Iger, even though I don't even think he works at the company anymore. But he'll always be my CEO. Oh. Nothing but respect for my CEO. <laughs> Honestly, I need to buy his masterclass. Like, you should. I feel like I could learn something. You should. I have a masterclass code for you. When Just... people ask, like, who is, like, your business, like, idol? I had never, I mean, no one's ever asked me that. But, like, I just have a feeling like maybe they would. Who well, would you say? my business idol would probably be Kim. Yeah. Kardashian. Mine, like, would probably be Brian Kelly. That's a good one. He's so rich. Yeah. So is Kim, though. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's a little more TV news, but... I'm sorry. Did, did you say... The final story! seen taken out on the triangle literally okay julianne huff is addressing the activist show backlash and past blackface costume julianne huff has released a lengthy statement addressing the backlash that has surrounded her recently announced cbs cbs competition show the activist which pits teams of activists against each other in challenges and uses their online engagement and celebrity judges wait to- sorry start again I, I need a better understanding of what the show okay. is it's a competition show. Uh, for activists. For activists. So everyone... <laughs> sorry. Who thought that was a good idea? No. 
No, I mean, people thought it was a good idea. It clearly, you know, got, got greenlit. It got Julianne Huff as a, a co-host alongside Usher and Priyanka Chopra. The show was, like, announced last week and, you know, not to... No, I'm sh- I need to go read the tweets. I'm sure they're so funny. Like, people already think, like, social media activism is so performative. Like, yeah. you're literally just giving so much credibility to those... Okay, so t- explain so, the show. It pits teams of activists, they're pitting activists against each other in challenges, and it uses their online engagement and celebrity judges to determine an overall winner. So there was a lot of backlash for the concept about Mm -hmm. the show, and then uh, Julianne Huff, and she said now she admits she's not qualified to be judging a show about activism, Mm. the premise of which has been widely panned online. So I think everything about this formula is just a no i also read a series of tweets from someone who auditioned to be on the show oh an activist and he said like the whole process was so demoralizing mm. like they like the w- the things that they wanted him to talk about like they just want him to cry like you're lying yeah, like instead of like i i can't explain it well but it was just i don't even know if he wound up on the show mm-hmm. but just the way that the producers were like trying to get these activists like, trigger them to activate Mm. was all wrong no this is such a bad idea like just even as like a premise like because when you're describing the show it kind of reminds me of celebrity apprentice like all these people getting together to like raise money like for a cause but like those were famous people doing it and like it was somewhat interesting when they did it i don't understand like from an entertainment perspective like who thought this show would be like fun to watch like it's like sad and the julianne huff of it all like i don't know how she could sign on to this show not thinking that her 2013 blackface would resurface. And honestly, for, like doing blackface is such a big deal. Like it's atrocious. She really never got like, it was like a big deal, but it was like. When it happened. Right. She didn't get like this huge cancel. Like when I, like, when I think of like how, okay, here's a good example. Like Megyn Kelly like got fired for like kind of defending blackface and just saying like, but if it's a costume, like it was like a, she didn't do blackface. She was she in was, conversation. It was in conversation. And, like, when you think of, like, Megyn Kelly versus Julianne Huff, Julianne Huff is, like, an A-lister, you know? And, like, Megyn Kelly, like, has a YouTube channel, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, like, who on her team advised her that this would be a good idea. Of course her past indiscretions would become a topic of conversation. Well, and honestly, I feel like now she might go through, like, a, a cycle of cancellation. Yes, and also, even if this show were a good idea. Activists at- Activating. Activating and competing with other activists. Say like that premise didn't bother people. Like the judges should be activists. Like who can give- That is such a good call. <laughs> who can like, you know, famous activists who can like give critique about like how to activate or what you're doing. Like not just celebrities telling these activists what to do with their life. Right, like technically the activists could teach the celebrity a thing or two, not vice versa. Right, and and I don't even think the hosts should be, or judges should be uh, celebrities who also happen to be activists. No, it should be like activists by day and activists by night. Yes, like not I, celebrity who's by like day. Who's a famous activist? I'd have to think about who, yeah. who like might. Gloria Steinem. Sure, okay, Great. yeah, like that. Yeah. But no, I, that's by the way, that's another element of why this is moronic. So I just think across the board from beginning to end, everything about this show has rubbed people completely the wrong way. I don't know if the show is even going to air. It really shouldn't, even though I can't lie, like I might tune in just to see how (laughs) stupid it is. Like, yeah, no. And it's just so embarrassing, like for everyone. It is. And I just do think like this show, and I guess they, 
they filmed episodes. So, um, so it's um, coming. It's set to premiere on October 22nd on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. You guys, I don't think it's going to make it to October 22nd. No, and you know what? This is just like another example. It's kind of like the Imagine video. Claudia, I was thinking the same thing. This is like people in Hollywood like really thinking they're doing something and that like they can teach us like how to be A good. Thing or two. And it's like you think you're helping and like we us normies like we see you for what you truly are which, which is, is ugly. ugly like they just think they're really doing something and like we're just gonna eat it all up and like we're just looking at them like you guys really think like you're everything of the sort do you know how many people had to work on this show approve this show green light the show produce the show and nobody thought like is this out of touch not one person said that Mm-mm. moronic yeah beyond beyond so the countdown is on until October 22nd. And Julianne Huff releases like this long statement on her Instagram. Yes. yes. Um, properly acknowledging like all the, of it. The moronic nature of this journey. Yes. I don't think the show will air. No, I don't think it will either. I don't think it should. It's one of those things that will just like. But then justice for the activists who like thought they were getting their big break, you well, know? Yeah, but th- it also sounds like from the activist perspective, it was nothing of the sort. Right. You right. know, and like they're. Like, why can't all activists, like, do what they want to do? Why can there, why has there, there only to be one activist? Right, like, why are we ranking the, activists? The activists. That's it didn't so say, like, it's not a show called activism. It's not, the show isn't called, I think we're all activists. <laughs> Honestly, activist is just one of those words it's, that you yeah, say too many times. Whereas we've said it too many times, and now I'm like. It's gibberish. It's like, I Activist. I feel that way about the word garage. I know you do. So does the viewers. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. Let's head into the TV recap, which is brought to you by... Oh, Bruch. What a delight. Bruch. The best electric tooth... Bruch. The best electric toothbrush on the market, you guys. Okay? Some electric toothbrush can cost over $200, which is just unreasonable. But Bruch is A, the best one out there, and B, super affordable. And they're like styling, wiling, living it up in the city. Living Got it up on. in your mouth. Literally. So... The brush itself is very high-tech, high-power. It comes with six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. It has a four-week battery life, a magnetic charging stand, and a compact travel case. They also offer subscription programs. Never forget to change your brush head again. Bruce will ship you a new replacement head every six months, so you're never stuck using a worn-down brush head. The design is very sleek. Their electric toothbrush has a modern, aesthetically pleasing design, and it comes in trend-driven seasonal colors, and it looks great on your bathroom counter. And every time they drop their like new season of colors, it's like... It's like when Apple does their, you know, quarterly drops, mm-hmm. like new iPhone. It's like such a big deal. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get 15% off your Bruce toothbrush kit and the refill plan, use promo code toast at bruce.com. That's 15% off using promo code toast at B-R-U-U-S-H.com. Thank you, Claudia. Okay, tell me, tell everyone, because I know. Like, About where I'm at with Lula. What episode are you on and what are you feeling? I just finished episode three where one of the consultants said, I looked into hiring a class action lawyer. Got it. So I have one episode left, and I think that's really where all the shit hits the fan. So I'm sure everything I say today, I will totally reject after watching the fourth episode where I see, like, what was going on the The air of their ways. But, by the way, do you feel like it took them a little too long in the documentary to explain, like, what was up? Like, what's the problem? I still don't understand the problem, really. Like, I I see that there's, like, faulty... um, Leggings. Leggings and stuff. But then, you know, and some of the people in the documentary were those who experienced the faulty leggings. But then you also have the owner, I forget his name, Deanne's husband. Deanne and Mark. Mark. And he was, and he's, like, saying that those were not, that those were very small 
percentages of, of how, whatever. But I also, but I don't understand. Like, so if all of the but levies. But it wasn't, it wasn't because at one point they had to pay people back for the shitty inventory they sold and they spent over $50 million paying people back. So it was a lot Got of it. people. Okay, so that I will, fi- that I will learn in the fourth episode. Yeah. But what I don't understand is like, why did the quality all of a sudden get so terrible? I mean, obviously you- They were just two hillbillies running a billion dollar company. Like they had no experience. They hired high level people, their nephews and their sons. They didn't know. And by the way, their growth was unbelievable. And if they had stayed, I think at like 15,000 retailers, they could have been successful. Even 50,000. But 100,000, no. That that requires like C-suite level people, a CEO. Right, but then also at a certain point, there is a cap to how many retailers you can have, even if you have Bob Iger running your business. Right. Because then there's a woman, there's seven other women in her town who are selling LuLaRoe. And like right. everybody's got their leggings. Like there is, a, you do max out. So I think they reached that point where also like the inventory but was- But they st- didn't care because they were then a business that was only dependent on how many retailers they had. Nobody was even selling shit. Like over 70% of their retailers were making no money. Like their business, and that's why it was an illegal pyramid scheme, their business had nothing to do with how many leggings their retailers sold because the retailers had to buy from Mark and Deanne. Okay, but the retailers were selling the leggings, at least in the beginning. Like, you know, no, but the, see, woman- the people they got on the documentary are the women who had success. Had success. Like, out of the 100,000, they said, like, less than 1% were making, like, six figures. Yes, that I saw. And then, like, so 0.01% were made, um, were getting those bonus checks. The other 70% were not because they didn't have people below them. They just had leggings to sell. And that's, like, fundamentally why a pyramid scheme is illegal. Okay, but, like, in the beginning, when one of the women, like, she does her first legging party, and she comes home with, like, $1,400, why can't someone at the bottom of the tier do that? Because that's just not how, that's like pyramid schemes are designed to keep 80% of the retailers losing money or making no money. That's like, that's what that guy was explaining. And that's why they're illegal. Got it. Unless you're like a mentor and you get up to like a, when you're just like a, the bottom level of the. Like if you were just selling leggings, there's no money to be made. Very little, especially when you have to pay so much for the, the shit. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so talking about the, the, that end of it, which is what I'm about to get into, and I'm sure I will, you know. But in Understand. the beginning. Yes, I know what you're going to say. In the beginning, like, and with all of the, like, marketing that we're doing and, like, all the ways it changed, like, so many women's lives for the better for a very long time before it all turned sour, I'm just, like, I'm, a, I'm ready to shop LuLaRoe. Like, no, I know. It was actually really sad. They also, the way that they describe these leggings, like, I do want to try them, and I saw someone <laughs> commented yesterday, like, you Get them make, in black. You were making fun of leggings, but that's just because you haven't tried them yet. Apparently, they are just, like, magic. Yeah. Um. So, like, that's pretty enticing to me. But also, just, like, this... In the beginning, like, the fact that, like, women could stay at home and then also have this little shop and, you know, full-time income for part-time work, et cetera, et cetera. But then it's clear that, like, the... the execution. Message, no. And all, execution, we can all agree. Fucked. They... they moldy, smelly. I don't want that shit in my house. Yeah. I'm quitting. Lula. Yeah. But the message started to change too. And it yeah. was not no longer about this is part-time work. First of all, you're not working hard enough if you're not working full-time. Right. And second of all, your husband should quit his job and work on and this. And take on the, the real responsibilities while you just like make videos. No, but also he should be invested in LuLaRoe too. That way you can never exit. Because at so many points I'm like watching this thing and I'm like, okay, things started to feel weird. You know, maybe you took your money 
You get out. Right. It's good. But when your whole family, and that's why the woman at the end who like literally has to go into bankruptcy and gets divorced, it's because their I whole- I haven't gotten to her yet. Their whole life is dependent on this company that right. lets them down. Right. And it's clear that like from the top down, like that was what was encouraged when that was not the bill of goods that was sold at the beginning. Right. So in the beginning, this- Premise, idea. this idea and also like to Deanne's credit like she, it sounds like from her story she started about it in a natural way she was you know she went to the swap meet and she saw these dresses she sold them for a little more mm -hmm. she made skirts in her kitchen everybody mm -hmm. liked them one of her friends wanted to sell them and, and it really like the pyramid started in just like a word of mouth like she likes making clothes <laughs> and selling like in a very industrious strap on your boots sort of way. I know, but by the end of the documentary, I'm like, can I believe anything these people say? Like, they become so delusional. Mm. And it's like, at first when I'm watching, I'm like, these people are so sweet. Like, they just want to help stay-at-home moms. And like, the, I do believe like that their intention in the beginning was not to fuck over millions of people. But by the end of the documentary, like, you really don't know what to believe. Like, the best thing is like, he, the, the documentarian says to Deanne, like, what... What made you want to start a brand that like empowers women and like what does it mean to be women? And then Mark speaks over her, and he's like, "Actually, you know, Deanne, can I take this one?" Yeah, like it was so yeah. funny. So I just don't know, but at, like my my feelings at the end were like I thought it was like so earnest and sweet in the beginning, but like these people are like like delusional. Okay, so being delusional isn't a crime. No, but stealing money from people is. We'll get there. I'm not there okay. yet. So I'm just saying up so until... So with the moldy leggings, they like refuse to buy it back from people and people had spent $10,000 on their, you know, startup fees to get moldy leggings. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I get that. Like I But they I never got into why this. the leggings were moldy. But they just... It because, was because they were they, leaving them outside? They just, they just lost control of the whole thing. Like they're... Like once they started growing, like they should have been like acquired by someone or put a CEO in who has like Fortune 500 experience. Two people with no business experience besides selling clothing cannot run a billion-dollar company. They just can't. Yeah. With their kids. With also 100,000, essentially, contractors. Right. Like, let's say you're a restaurant. They had 100,000 stores. Yeah. But, like, all those retailers are people with personalities and, like, things. You know, it's, it's a complex organism mm -hmm. that they're dealing with. Yes. So I agree with that. But I also think that no matter who was running it, it was going to get too big. But the way that it just blew up, like it was just—it was crazy, crazy. I had, and it's just so crazy. I never heard of it. I know, but I guess like I was like in college or right, so. just not in the MLM space. No, not in the MLM space. Um, so it was—it's very interesting, and they're just characters like Deanne and Mark. Yeah. So I will finish it. I just, yeah, I, I want to see where a lot of the peop women who are speaking right now, like where they ended up, like if any of them were able to be like, you know what, this is just getting to be too all-consuming, like I'm going to take my wins and just go. Just watch, yeah. They, they have like five Did, people who all anybody, do different things. Okay, like I hope that there were people out of the 100,000 or even the, you know, mentors, trainers who made good money and at a certain point realized like I'm going to check out. I'm going to step away. There's one girl like that. Okay. And she's the one who like was like top. She was a third retailer. She's like the top employee know, at I, the company. Okay. I know her. She stepped back, not because she had a bad experience or was not making money, but she, it just didn't feel right that like literally 90%, like 90,000 people were making no money and she was. Yeah. And there's actually a woman and you'll figure out which one it is who still sells for LuLaRoe. Well, there's one woman talking about how she wants to keep selling LuLaRoe like forever and how she's working on her sixth cruise. Yeah. She's talking about that throughout the documentary, which also makes me feel like 
Well, people are still doing it. They're still in business. I just looked at their Instagram the other day and all the comments are like flooded, obviously like great documentary, but they're still in business. I don't get it. Well, we'll see. I'll, I have to watch the fourth episode. I just, I was really on the journey with, with this, with this brand. No, cause it really like for a while, like was this like female empowerment, like machine. Even if like her brand of female empowerment was like, you know. Traditional. Traditional. Yes. And also like empowering women like within the home like still can't leave the home no totally but, but like by the, the way there, there are a lot of people in our country who do that right no but and also those women had already made the choice to stay at home right. like it wasn't like she was make, forcing them to stay home when they wanted to like enter the workplace mm-hmm. so she was giving them something to do so i i don't hate all of that um definitely like want to go to a tupperware party soon <laughs> um but it, then it, it definitely turns toxic and the stuff with like the weight loss surgery so weird but then it also feels like these women were so close like I, it, it's clear that if you were in this like if you were in deanne's inner circle like right the Lula, chat like the, the skinnies. Skinnies, like lula Rowe was your whole life you know and so if one friend it's just like you know if you're in a friend group and one friend goes and gets this bracelet like yeah. you know we're all it doesn't stop at leggings no and so on the one hand, it's like, okay, she's their boss and she's like kind of convinced them all to get weight them. loss surgery. Like that's incredibly fucked up. But on the other hand, when like you're in like a circle and this thing is your whole life, for better or for worse, you get like influence. Oh my God, you look amazing. What'd you do? Oh, okay, I'll do it. Even if it's just like a facial. Right. Or a moisturizer. No, I feel that. You know? But yeah. But, it, but it, when it's your work. Everything with Lula Rowe is the extreme. Yeah. And when it's with your work, it borders on inappropriate and unprofessional. Right. But they, like, because it's not a workplace. and you're, you're, It's your whole life. Right. Yeah. So there's it's a, just blurred lines everywhere. It's an interesting documentary just because it's the most bizarre story ever. Yeah. And I also feel like before this documentary, I, I could never understand, well, the MLM to begin with, but also like why someone, they get such a bad rap. Like, how do you even enter one at this point? Right. No, it's much harder now. That's what I was saying. This that this is why, like their, their success was a perfect storm of a million things. Like being obsessed with leggings at the time. Like it was so trendy. And 2013, like there were no Instagram accounts or documentaries exposing pyramid schemes. It was just like a business. Right. And so, but now this documentary made me understand how people a lot of people get into MLMs. Yeah, of course. It's You're being sold a bill of goods that is false. But, like, if the product is good... Yeah, it, well, I just have to say, like, I used, for a while, a Rodin and Fields eyelash serum that was amazing. Someone gave it to me, and then, like, I could never buy it again because I had to, like, join a, a pyramid scheme to get it, which sucks. You to buy 5000 of Because it's literally the best. And, by the way, anytime I talk about it, like, I'm going to get hit up with so many Rodin and Fields consultants, like here, use my code. Like, yeah. Um, so I do think that they're, I don't know, like I'm not into the whole, I don't know as much. I mean, I don't, I actually don't know anything about MLMs, but there is a limit to how much they can grow. Now, like we will never have a Lula Row moment ever again because we're all so hip to what goes on in but MLMs. Like, if it's something is an MLM and not a pyramid scheme, you're not making money based on the people that you bring, that you recruit. You're making money based on the product sold and you really believe in the product. So MLMs are legal, right, but they're right. unethical. Why? There are many documentaries on it, but the culture in MLMs is very toxic. They brainwash a lot of the women. Like it's very okay, but culty. what if you establish an MLM that had a good culture? You should work on that. <laughs> you no, know, like, I'm, the lines are so confusing. I don't really understand a lot of it. Yeah, just people, like, so many people choose to do MLMs, and then they get, like, just the worst 
reputation, but like the MLM part is legal. If you're selling a product that you like love and you just want to sell, 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 and you also are getting like, you know, making money from home just on selling product, like. I don't think that the women who join MLMs, like what I've heard from people who have left MLMs is that like, they don't love the product. Like these women love the leggings. Yes, they did. That's why, that's why it's a unique story. Okay. They don't love the product. I don't think like they love, you know, the makeup and the toothbrushes, whatever like that they're selling. Okay. That's just what I think. Interesting. Um, and then really quickly, I started flea bag last night. Okay. It's disgusting. Why did you do that? Because my friend Abe, whose opinion I respect, like said I would love it. But it's time like it passed. No, I know. And like I just want to say like I think it's like the worst show. You should start Mayor of Easttown. No, I think I was going to start Killing Eve next. Have oh, you watched you. it? You're so serious. No. No, I know. I'm just like I've watched everything. Like I'm so I'm at, you know, rock bottom. Yeah. I, what about Mayor of Easttown? I actually want to watch it. I know, but that I actually missed the boat on. No, no, no. You, Fleabag and Killing Eve, you missed the boat on. But they're still on the air. Oh. Like, new seasons come out. Oh. Where is the new season of Maisel? Have you ever watched Maisel? No. You would love it. Like, adore. Okay. <gasps> oh, my God. I know. Fuck. I forgot Theo was sitting right next to me. Oh, my God. He just you touched do. me. Oh, my God. My um, chest. I know. That's what everyone says, that I would love it. Is she okay? No, oh my god. Like, oh I my just, god, you're f- so dramatic. <laughs> you are so fucking mean, okay? I'm going through something right now. I scare because very easily and my heart rate is just really fast. Give me one fucking second, bitch. The most dramatic person. Look at her. Get the camera on her. Jackie, you are actually gaslighting me right now. Like, let me just have my moment. Like, I'm actually going to cry, okay? I was very scared. I'm fine now. I just need a moment to catch my breath. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm fine. Oh my god. Are you okay? Fucking bitch. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm Don't about. act like you care. No, now I care. You, like, you made I'm okay. me I'm okay. I was just startled. He gave me a fright. Things happen. Frights happen. Yeah, they do. They do. Are, are you a person who frights easily? I am. Like, if I look at myself in the mirror and I didn't, like, realize I was standing there, like, I will actually almost, I have, I get scared so fucking easily. I guess I do get a fright easily, like, especially with Zach just, like, skulking around. around. I'm just like, the f- if I get into an elevator and there's a person in it, I scream. That's insane. No, I'm t- but it's a nat. I'm I'm not even being dramatic. It's such a natural reflex because I'm just mindlessly minding my own business, and the- you don't expect to see someone in an elevator unless I'm in like a busy, busy corporate building. But like here, it's like a quiet building. My home is a quiet building, and I'm just like walking in, and I look up, and there's a person. Like I'll yelp, and they think I'm crazy. But it's <laughs> nine times out of ten, I'll scream. Damn, I'm sure they do think you're crazy. You want to hear something? But even- why don't you walk in looking up? It's just a. By the way, I have an even crazier one for you. Like, <laughs> this is moronic, but it happens a lot. Sometimes my doorbell will ring, and I'll open the door, like knowing that there's someone on the other Stop. side, and I'll be like, "Sorry, you scared me." Like, because sometimes I just think, like, if it's a package being delivered, they just leave it right outside. Right. right. So it's like fifty-fifty when I open the door that someone's actually there, not just like a delivery that was left outside. Yeah. So I just. I, I like I take a step You're back. You're opening the door, and I'm, I'm and opening the door. Like someone rang the bell, they gave me full warning, and I'm still like, <gasps> "That's so funny." No, I know. Damn, spooky season. It is spooky season, though. I don't want to end the show because then it's officially like Yom Kippur, you know? Yeah, but we do have a call. We do. Oh yeah, in five minutes, so we gotta go. Okay, you guys, that was our show. Hope everyone who is celebrating has a great Yom Kippur and easy fast. And we Good love you. Young Tiff. We'll be thinking of you. Please be thinking of us. 
Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast and Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. <laughs> We're also available. Why are you laughing? I'm just laughing about like the, the spooky thing. Yeah. Uh. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts, find us, Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Yeah. Ho- hope you guys have an amazing day. And if you're still listening to the podcast, congratulations. You've made it to season two of The Society. Drop the ghost emoji because we're feeling spooky, spooky on our most recent Instagram. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you on Friday. Bye.